You are listening to the English language news of Khan, the Israeli Public Broadcasting Corporation. Good afternoon. It's 2 p.m. in Israel, Friday, October the 27th, 2023. This is Nomi Segal with the top news at this hour. Rocket alerts sounded a short while ago in Ashdod. There were no reports of injuries. Earlier, rocket fire from the Gaza Strip triggered alerts in the Gaza periphery. There were also no reports of injuries. In a barrage on the center of the country last night, five rockets were intercepted and another landed in an open area. An electric pole was struck, disrupting power to some neighborhoods in Rehovot and a nearby Moshav. There were no injuries. The IDF says that Israeli security forces overnight killed a senior Hamas battalion commander in Khan Yunis, who was involved in sniper and explosive attacks against IDF forces and Israeli communities. In the past day, the IDF hit more than 250 terror Hamas targets in the Gaza Strip, including terror tunnels, dozens of operatives, command centers and rocket launching sites. For a second consecutive night, IDF forces carried out limited raids inside the central Gaza Strip, as part of what the IDF spokesperson said were preparations for the next phase of the war. A con reporter says that a Skyrider drone crashed last night in the Gaza Strip due to a technical problem. There were no concerns of an information leak. The IDF spokesperson, Rear Admiral Daniel Hagari, said at a briefing this morning that as of today, the IDF has notified the families of 229 captives in Gaza and the families of 310 IDF soldiers who have fallen in the fighting. On reports of a blast in the Egyptian Red Sea resort of Taba overnight, Hagari said the threat apparently originated from the Red Sea area. Hagari said Israel will work together with Egypt and the United States and tighten the defense against threats from the Red Sea area. Meanwhile, reports said that Egypt now believes a drone and not a missile struck the building in Taba, lightly injuring six people. The source of the drone was not known. There were also reports that a second projectile hit in Nueva. Efforts to bring the missing and captive home. Avichai Brodet of Kfar Aza, whose wife and three young children were abducted by Hamas to Gaza, has spoken with Qatar's ambassador to Washington in what is believed to be the first contact between a representative of the Qatari government and families of the captives taken in the October 7th Hamas assault on Israel. Brodetz told Khan that he urged Qatar to work for the immediate release of all the captives. A Khan reporter says the contact was initiated by civilian elements trying to help the families of the captives. A member of the Hamas delegation visiting Russia has told the Russian newspaper Kommersant that Hamas cannot release more hostages before understandings are reached on a ceasefire and that the group needs more time to locate the Israelis who were taken to Gaza, in the officials' words, by other Palestinian factions. A spokesperson for the Gazan side of the Rafah crossing has told the New York Times that 10 aid trucks have entered the Strip today. So far, 84 trucks with food, medicine and water entered the enclave since Israel began allowing aid in nearly a week ago, according to the report. Meanwhile, the head of UNRWA, the UN's Palestinian Relief Agency, has called for a humanitarian ceasefire in the Gaza Strip, saying there needs to be a significant and uninterrupted flow of aid, 
Without fuel entering the strip, he said, it will be impossible to operate necessary equipment. He also said that if his staff has access to fuel that enters the strip as part of understandings between Qatar and Israel, it will last for two or three days and they will not let the fuel get into the wrong hands. IDF forces operating in Judea and Samaria overnight arrested 36 wanted Palestinians, among them 17 Hamas members. In exchanges of fire in Jenin, Israeli security forces killed an Islamic Jihad terrorist. A senior U.S. military official says that the U.S. self-defense precision strikes in Syria overnight struck weapons and ammunition storage areas that were connected to Iran's Revolutionary Guard Corps. In an earlier statement, the U.S. Defense Secretary said that the United States does not seek conflict and has no intention nor desire to engage in further hostilities. But if attacks by Iran's proxies against U.S. forces continue, will not hesitate to take further necessary measures to protect its people. Israel's cyber directorate says that in recent hours, Israelis have reported receiving WhatsApp calls from international numbers that then disconnect. The directorate said that such a call does not hack a phone or cause damage, and the bureau is reporting the numbers to Meta, the parent company of WhatsApp. Anyone who receives such a call should block the number and use the report option in the app. For our religiously, uh, religiously observant listeners, the Khan Moreshet station will operate as a quiet channel over the Sabbath. In the event of rocket fire, an alert will be broadcast. This is a countrywide range. And this reminder to our listeners, Israel moves the clock back tomorrow night at 2 a.m. on the night between Saturday and Sunday, October the 29th. Clocks move back to 1 a.m. The weather outlook, cooler but still hot for the time of year with Sharav conditions, mostly in the hills and inland, chance of local rain in the afternoon in the northeast of the country. Tomorrow and Sunday, still hot for the time of year, local rain mostly in the hills and east, slight chance of flooding in streams in the Judean Desert, Dead Sea region, and the Arava. The maximum temperatures in the main centers, Jerusalem 30, Tel Aviv and Haifa 32, Beersheba 35, and Inelat going up to 35 degrees Celsius. That's the news from Khan Reka, the Israeli Public Broadcasting Corporation. We're back at 5 p.m. with a news update. You can tune in at 101.3 FM, the Khan website, and the Khan English Facebook page.